eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hog Sports, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. It's finally arrived. Arkansas and Cincinnati game week. Week one. And we're going to talk about all that. we got Danny West joining us to talk a little bit about recruiting. Got some visitors coming into town. And also Andrew Ellis is going to join us to give his take on this matchup coming up. All that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. we got to get to this first. I think the first couple series are going to be really important to figure out kind of, you know, what they're bringing to the party, you know. Some guys bring iced tea and some guys bring liquor. And you just got to figure out what they're bringing. I mean, hey, go go into go into two-minute offense. And you'll figure out what kind of party you're going to on the first play. They start, hey, come after you. You're going home, okay. This is what kind of party it's going to be. Or they'll drop eight. And you got to dink and dunk and get down in there, so. The first two series on both sides of the ball will be a big, big thing on Saturday, in my opinion, and how fast our coaches make adjustments and how fast theirs does. I think it's a – can't wait till half. The game's halfway over at that point. So, we got we got to really get good communication up front or up top and uh, see what we need to see to figure all this stuff out. How awesome is that? Sam Pittman leading things off with one of the best quotes of the season already. What's Cincinnati bringing to the party? They bring an iced tea or liquor. Great quote by Sam Pittman there. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. If you have not followed the page, become one of 90,000 Razorback fans to follow the page. Like the video if you're enjoying it. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to hit a thumbs up button and subscribe to the page if you have not done so already. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Now is a great time for you to throw us that five-star review if you haven't done so already since there is so much content coming around the corner. We'll be live every Monday, every Thursday, and then, of course, we'll do the walk and talk on Saturday. So, a lot coming up if you're a fan of the show. This is a great time to be a Hog fan, isn't it? Aren't you happy to be a Hog fan right now? You've been through it, and now there's all this exciting stuff. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you can think I'd find your favorite podcast. Hog Sports is just $1 right now for your first month or 30% off for the first year at HAWGsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. All right. Where do we want to start? It's a lot to talk about today. We did our game-by-game predictions for Arkansas football. 
not to spoil it, but uh, I'll go ahead and tell you, Danny West went 10-2. and two. Danny West, who has his pulse, his finger on the pulse of Razorback Nation, went 10-2. and two. Everybody else went 9-3. and three. A little bit different matchups uh, in, in terms of where you had the wins and the losses. I kind of did a random one. I was – Trust me, I was wrestling over this because I've been saying 10 and 2, right? Um, where I had to pull back my, myself a little bit was just the unknown of so much with college football this year because of the transfer portal. So many teams adding transfers. You know, I'm watching the Nebraska Northwestern game, and it's like, this guy's a transfer. This every, Everywhere, all over the field for both teams, there's transfers in key positions. And when I've, I've said this before, but when I look at Arkansas, I'm like, Man, they look really good, really deep compared to past Arkansas teams I've seen. But what's Ole Miss got going on with their 17 transfers? What's South Carolina got going on with their top 10 transfer class? I know Cincinnati's got some too. So that's kind of where I pulled back a little bit. And then I, I kind of threw one in there because I'm looking, you know, I'm not I'm like, I'm not, I don't see a loss here. I don't see a loss here. But then I have to think, you know, there's going to be a game where maybe Arkansas doesn't show up and bring their A game. And I also know that like Auburn, I mean, a lot of stuff happens in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Stuff happens. And so I just kind of threw that one in there, just like, ah, you know, maybe they get screwed over in Jordan-Hare again. Um, Curtis and Andrew, they went with a loss in the Ole Miss game in Fayetteville. I like Arkansas in the home games. And uh, we all picked Alabama to upset Arkansas. And what was the other one we picked? Pretty – uh, I think a lot of people pick Mississippi State. I mean, it's a road game, SEC road game, and in Starkville, Mike Leach's teams usually kind of have a pop up out of nowhere. Year three, year four, I think at Washington State. But you know, Will Rogers is a really good quarterback. It's not to say they're not going to win those. I just kind of think you know, it's fun to go through game by game predictions. I just think you know, some point they're going to stumble along the way. Um, and maybe come out with a loss. Maybe they get lucky and come out with a win and survive it. Who knows? I could absolutely see this team going 10-2. and two. I just think that there are so many unknowns with the other teams. It's just I think it's hard for everybody to predict this year. Anybody watch those week zero games? How about Nebraska? I mean, that like you have all the momentum in the world and you're going to try to win the game in the middle of the third quarter on an onside kick and just give all the momentum to, to Northwest. That's a coaching decision. Scott Frost's time is limited. At Nebraska, I mean, if any, if it was any other coach besides Scott Frost at Nebraska, who's obviously played there, um, then they're fired, you know, in the previous season. Where do we want to go next? You can read that whole breakdown, all of our opinions. You know, we put in about 100 words each, 50 words each, something like that. So it's not long, it's just a kind of a quick hitter article on why we think a certain game will go a certain way. So, Jaden Hazelwood and Brady Latham, expecting them both at practice today. They've been out the past week with various injuries, but Sam Pittman said expecting both of those guys at practice. And, you know, with Latham, you know, kind of what they did with Latham out, they had Takis Crawford working at right guard, uh, which is he's, he's repped at right guard some. He's been working mostly at right tackle, but also some right guard. And then they shifted Brady, uh, Bo Limmer over at left guard where Brady Latham was. And that's kind of how I think you'll see things. No matter what happens, they shift things around with either Latham or Limmer or both of those guys in order to get Takias Crawford on the field. So I'm going to go – I'm going to take you through this depth chart a little bit. We have the first official depth chart through the university. It's not my depth chart. It's it's Arkansas's depth chart for game one, just like they put out every Monday in the game notes. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But there will be backups listed at every single spot on the offensive line. 
But the backup is Takias Crawford. No matter what happens at every spot, Takias Crawford is coming in. They'll just shift things around, whether that means moving Brady Latham to left tackle, moving Bo Limmer to left guard, and sliding Takias in at right guard. He's coming in at right tackle or right guard no matter what. Before we get to that, I want to talk about another great line by Sam Pittman. And, you know, just talking about some recent guys that transferred out. Um, you know, I know uh, Jaqueline Crawford, I can understand his plight. You know, he's coming off a leg injury. And if he'd have entered the transfer portal, he wouldn't have just had access, you know, to the medical staff and all that stuff to get recovery. So I can understand that from, you know, on his point. I also think that, you know, it would have been better for Arkansas for him to go ahead and transfer and you get that scholarship. But I get it, okay? I get it. I get it. You know, he needs to rehab and try to find another place, and he wouldn't have had that opportunity. So that would be a hard thing for him to give up. Um, with Taylor Lewis, that's just kind of like, dude, I mean, I guess he just didn't like seeing his name on the scout team, you know, or having a freshman jump over him. But I, I like what Sam Pittman said because he could have said a lot of different things when he was asked about some of these late transfer deflections because he loses those scholarships for the semester. Now, he can apply them in January, but he loses those for the rest of the semester. Um, but he kind of just said, you know, I mean, if you don't like it here, then get to stepping. I mean, it's not for everybody. I thought that was the right thing to say by him. That's what the portal's for. If it's not going to work out for you here, you don't want to be here. Now move on. Um, at the same time, though, I know he would probably would have had those – like to have those scholarships available and, you know – Taylor Lewis has never even played a game at Arkansas. All he's done is use the weight program, you know, use nutrition, all that stuff, and he gets a free scholarship for the rest of the semester. I mean, good luck to him, but I'm not I'm just not a big fan of that. You know, you just join the team and you quit just like that. That's why I'm a big fan of the transfer portal window concept which hopefully is coming soon but like you can transfer this time and you can transfer it this time but don't transfer in the middle of the damn season i keep man i keep letting words out don't transfer in the middle of the season <laughs> i got i don't know what's going on but uh, i got to get a hold of that uh don't transfer in the middle of the season i i just hate i, I don't like anybody that does that okay you're on my list if you do that. I don't care if you're playing for Arkansas or playing for somebody else. Do not transfer in the middle of the season. You wait till after the season. They still need you in some capacity. They can still use you. So get that transfer portal window passed, and let's stop seeing these guys transfer, playing four games, redshirting themselves, and then transferring. Get out of here with that. Quitting on everybody else. All right, official depth chart. Big surprise, K.J. Jefferson starting. Malik Warrens to be behind him. No number two. Reem Sanders, A.J. Green, no number three. I should say number, no number three listed. Reem Sanders and A.J. Green. Matt Landers starting at wide receiver. Warren Thompson and Jaden Hazelwood. Hazelwood at the slot. Now, this is exactly how I projected it would go at wide receiver. Actually, everything so far. Uh, Dominic Johnson, they're probably going to hit him a little bit this week. They're going to let him catch some passes maybe and see, you know, how things go in terms of like not a designated, this is where we want you to cut and this is where we want you to go, but like throwing in the ball and then have to make a, a defender miss, you know, see how that leg holds up. And then I think we could possibly see him for a couple few carries maybe in that first game. If anything, maybe just to let him get a couple of licks in live action before they game plan for him farther in the in the South Carolina game, which I think they'll do. Keetron Jackson, number two behind Landers, Jaden Wilson behind Warren Thompson, and Bryce Stevens behind Jaden Hazelwood. Tight ends. 
Trey Knox, followed by Nathan Baxwar, Hudson Henry. Offensive linemen, no big surprise. Luke Jones, Brady Latham, Ricky Stromberg, Bo Limmer, Dalton Wagner. Um, there are some freshmen, though, in this backup. Now, again, we already talked about Takias Crawford being the top backup everywhere. Well, at two spots, but they'll shift the other guys around to get him in there. But you got uh, Marion Harris as the backup right guard. Patrick Kudis is the backup center. That's a little bit by default. Again, if you had something happen to Ricky Stromberg, Bo Lemmer's moving to center. Jalen St. John behind Brady Latham. And then Andrew Chambly at left tackle. Again, you had um, Devon Manuel, who missed a good, good bit of – of camp, he'd probably be your second uh, left tackle, but that should be a good battle down the road for that second spot between those two guys. Defense, left end, Jashad. This is in a four-man front: Jashad Stewart, Eric Gregory, Isaiah Nichols, and then Zach Williams at right end. So Gregory at left defensive tackle, Nichols at right defensive tackle, and then you've got Landon Jackson, Terry Hampton, Cameron Ball, Jordan Dominic as the top backups. Now, if you're in a three-man front, you're going to have Gregory Nichols and Zach Williams are going to be the three defensive linemen. Drew Sanders, Bumper Pool starting, Christopher Paul and Jordan Crook as the top backups. And then you've got Simeon Blair, Jaden Catalan as the safeties with Miles Slusher behind him. Or excuse me, not behind him, but at, at nickel. Left corner, Hudson Clark. Right corner, Ladarius Bishop. That's still undetermined. Sam Pittman made that clear that they still have not – you know, they got to release a depth chart, right? So, made it clear that that's just not not settled yet. Now, a few things on here. They got Cam Little as a kicker. They got Cam Little or um, Blake at the uh, – at kickoff guy. So, they got an or there. Uh, Reed Bauer or Max Fletcher. I think we'll see both of those guys. I think Reed Bauer in instances where, you know, you need um, – to check it up or something like that, or you need a specialty kind of punt. But Max Fletcher, if you need to just kick the hell out of the ball all the way down the field, uh, his parents are coming in from Australia to watch because Max Fletcher's brother punts for Cincinnati. So you would expect to maybe see him if they were in that kind of situation. But, I mean, you can't just cater like, oh, the parents are here. We're going to use Max. I mean, you can't do it that way. You just hope it works out, I guess. I mean, you don't want to punt. Not that you want to punt at all, I guess. So maybe you don't hope it works out. Let's see. Eli Stein as the long snapper. They've got an or with John Orline and Francisco Castro, but Pittman has already said it's Eli Stein. So I don't know why they put ors there. Reed Bauer holding, holder of the year last year in the nation. A.J. Green and Rashad DeBinion as the kickoff returners, and Bryce Stevens and Harper Cole as the top two punt returners. Surprised to see Isaiah Satania's name not in there because I do think that uh, Satania will push for that starting spot at some point through the season. I think it's interesting with the quarterback battle at Cincinnati, switching gears a little bit. Who is Arkansas going to see on the other side of the ball? Is it going to be Ben Bryant or Evan Prater? Just listening to the other podcasts, reading some stuff from Cincinnati, it feels like Ben Bryant will be the guy that trots out there first. He'll be the, he's the senior who transferred to Eastern Michigan. Had a really good season. They went, I think, seven and six. I mean, I say he had a good season. He threw for 3,100 yards, 14 touchdowns and seven interceptions. That's a pretty interesting number. They like him because he can deal the ball out. I, I wonder if you're underestimating a little bit Evan Prater's ability to run. They compared him as a recruit. This guy was number like 46 prospect in the country on 24-7 sports. Like big-time prospect. Uh, but he can really – like they compare him as a recruit to Colin Kaepernick if that gives you any idea of uh, this guy's ability to, to create. 
I think we're going to see both of these guys. I don't think that that's a good thing for Cincinnati to see both quarterbacks, to be unsettled. But that's where you are a lot of times. I mean, you can sit there and have quarterback battles. When it's a 1A, 1B quarterback battle and you can't – you know, you go the whole spring, you can't decide. You go all of fall camp, you can't decide. There's a reason you can't decide. It's because you haven't played a game with them yet. I mean, I can take you back in the past with Arkansas quarterback battles where there's a true 1A, 1B. They haven't decided. And it always gets decided during the season. It 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 very rarely gets decided out of fall camp. The guy that you name out of camp is very rarely him. Um, okay, so in 2019, you had Ben Hicks winning the starting job over Nick Starkle. And then Nick Starkle, I think, ended up starting after the Ole Miss game. And then you had three different quarterbacks starting the last three games. 2018, Cole Kelly won the starting job over Ty Story. But by halftime of the first game, it was Ty Story's job. He ended up starting like the next eight. 2006, Robert Johnson won the job over Mitch Mustang, who started the next eight games until Casey Dick came back from injury. In 2005, Robert Johnson started the first game until Casey Dick started the last four games. 2001, Zach Clark started the season over, but Tavares Jackson, Ryan Sorhan also played. That was the UNLV game. You remember that? Tavares Jackson was a true freshman. Matt Jones wasn't even factored into the conversation yet. 1995, Robert Reed won the starting job and then was replaced by Barry Lunny Jr., who started the whole rest of the season. Jason Allen, 92, started out of the gate. Lunny took the job from him, so on and so forth. I mean, I can go one example after another. The guy that you name out of camp, I mean, so often coaches get it wrong. And in this situation, like Evan Prater hasn't taken any hits. You know, he's played a little bit in his career there, but he hadn't really taken any hits. You, like, look at K.J. Jefferson. Arkansas didn't really know what they had 100% this time last year in K.J. Jefferson. They knew he could run, but they probably weren't predicting this guy's going to lead us in rushing this year, you know. So I don't think that that's a necessarily good thing. Now, it is good that they have a very veteran offensive line returning in front of them. I'm, they've got a system. they got a new coordinator also, offensive coordinator. So there's some question marks there with them at quarterback. And how long does it take them to figure out, does Ben Bryant come in and just do a great job dealing the ball and you can't take him out? I think that would probably be their ideal scenario if that's the guy they're going to start. But we're going to see both of these guys most likely – is a guy going to win the starting job in this game? Is it a situation where Ben Bryant, like I can, like in the conspiracy ideas that you have in your head sometimes, you're like, okay, Ben Bryant comes out and starts. They lose the game. Evan Prater's the start of the rest of the season. They go undefeated the rest of the year. They make the claim, well, we didn't have, we didn't have Evan Prater in as starting quarterback. You know, I'm going through all these scenarios in my head. And I even asked Sam Pittman about 13 penalties again just because I want to speak it out into the world. You can't have 13 penalties in this first game. I feel like if I talk about everything that could possibly go wrong, then it won't be any of those things. So maybe that's what we need to do. Yes, I have superstitions, jinxes, all that stuff. I can't help it. I know you probably have it too. Andrew Ellis had a nice article on projecting Arkansas statistical leaders, and we're going to get to him in a second. But first, we're going to hop on over to Danny West. I need some theme music for Danny and for Andrew and Curtis. Curtis will be on with us on Thursday, I believe. No, no, we're not having Curtis this week. Curtis is getting married. <laughs> so we're not having Curtis, I don't think, this week. All right, we're going to get to Danny West. Congratulations, Curtis, by the way. 
Curtis will be getting married during the Cincinnati game. It was the only time that they could get the venue they wanted. So, I have to fill in for Curtis week one. All right, getting to Danny West now. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, man? What's up, Danny? How you doing, man? Long time no talk. Yeah, you ready for this? I am. Well, I'm ready. You've been ready? First of all, do I need to get you some soap, like a bar of soap? (laughs) For my potty mouth? Yeah. yeah, I don't know we what's happening. Do I think I'm just rusty, but you know, for I've been on Drive Time Sports for 15 years now, I think, and I've never let mm-hmm. one slip. And I dropped an FUC. I didn't get the whole word out. I don't know if that counts. Just an FUC. What does that spell? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So no, you're good. I got to rein it in a little bit. I've been had too much fun this summer, but uh, ready to yeah. get down to business and and talk some Arkansas. I mean, we've been talking about it Let's forever. It. It's, it's it, talking season is just about over. It's it's time mm-hmm. to get to a game. Danny, you went ten and two. Um, yeah. I kind of I kind of backed out of my ten and two prediction that I made early in the season in the spring. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just, y'all, left, y'all left me hanging out there on the island. Yeah, but you knew what was going to happen. Everybody was going to be like, "Yeah, Danny." Now we I mean, know why everybody likes Danny West the most. I did read that. You knew that was coming. I did appreciate that. No, I, <laughs> hey, I've picked a lot of six and sixes in my day. Yeah. And so, I mean, when they're good, I don't mind saying they're good. When they're bad, you know, I don't, we don't mind saying that either. Or yeah. uh, letting our reflect or letting our predictions reflect that, I should say. But yeah, you know, it's going to take some lucky bounces, man. I, I almost went with you on the Auburn loss. I almost went with at Mississippi State being a loss. Yeah. I mean, game week predictions yeah i might change those who knows once we get some data on the field but mm. yeah but you know going into the season man i i like arkansas quite a bit I, yeah. it starts with the quarterback big offensive line stable of running backs and the one question that we all had was the wide receivers now yeah. had they not emerged or you know from based on what we're hearing they've emerged and i'm going to roll the dice and believe that but that was the one concern i had for them offensively but man if they are what they say they are, then I think it's a more complete offense than they had last year. Now, I'm not saying you've got Traylon Burks and big play here and there, but it may not look the same. But, you know, in terms of overall depth and, and potential, I think it's um, more well-rounded. Danny West joining us again. You can follow Danny at Danny West 247 on Twitter and read his content at hogsports.com. You do need a VIP subscription to check out most of Danny's recruiting content is our main recruiting guy. And Danny, I, I want to kind of flip you over there, but first, uh, you know, 
I do wonder, though, about, like, wide receiver looks good. Drew Sanders, you saw Drew Sanders chasing down Malik Hornsby in the, in the spring game, yeah. you know, and um, the wide receivers have really stood out. But it's practice, you know. Is, is Warren oh, yeah. Thompson making all these plays because he's not scared of getting tagged over the middle? You know, is uh, uh, the bright light's going to be too much for Matt Landers? You know, he, he didn't have that same, you know, every, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Just everybody, all the eyes on him that will be on him at Arkansas yeah. when he was at Toledo. Um, can you, I love the, the, the comparison. Can you take the driving range to the course? Can you mm-hmm. take practice to the game? And that's still very unknown. So, there's still Absolutely. there's still a lot to wonder about with this team, but man, I, I'll say this in practice they they look really good. They look tall, long, big catch yeah. radius on those guys. It's a it's a nice looking group of wide receivers. Just just looking at them. Same same with this whole same with this whole team. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing you know. We're fortunate enough to to know a few people who are welcome to attend every practice and watch the whole thing. You know, and that's the one thing that's kind of stood out to me over the last few weeks. You know, when I hear from people that have seen the mm-hmm. majority of practice, it's it's across the board. They all talk about different position groups. Like one day you talk to this guy and he was blown away by the wideouts, right? The next mm-hmm. day you hear from somebody totally different and they're in love with the, the linebackers or the defensive backs. That tells me it's a pretty complete team. And, um, you know, we haven't always been able to see that or hear those things about Arkansas normally. Mm-hmm. It's a very, you know, one position group can be much better than another on the other side of the ball. We've seen yeah. a lot of that here. But, um, you know, just in terms of having an overall complete product, this is probably one of the, the better ones we've yeah. seen on paper. Now, yeah. you bring up some good points there, and there's there's a lot of question marks still about defensive, you know, the ability to get after the passer. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, this year you kind of hit on it in the open there. There's a lot of questions everywhere around the conference. It's probably the most difficult schedule I can remember trying to predict in a long time. Yeah. And I don't I don't just mean Arkansas, but for every team there's and I think so much of that is transfer portal, like mm-hmm. you talked about. You just you think you know what you're getting, but sometimes you never know. Yeah, I mean I think Haynes King is a significant upgrade for Texas A and M. I think that uh you know, I think that you know, Mississippi State has a good team. I think that, you know, a lot of things. Like, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, LSU, I think LSU would be better to catch early in the season than late in the season. You know, who uh, knows how things right. shake out for them with quarterback and players buying in or or maybe letting go of the rope, you know, when it comes down to, to that point in the season. You just don't know what a team's mental mindset is going to be. But when I look at these teams starting out, I'm like, if Arkansas played all these teams week one, you know, mm-hmm. I, I really yeah. like Arkansas's yeah. chances in all those, but that's that's kind of how you have to look at it because that's really the only way to look at it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You hit on something there too about you know a, a team like Auburn that mm-hmm. I think you've got Arkansas by one point, like you say, some stuff tends to happen down there. I think we've all we can all agree to that. But you know, they're coming off of a bye just like Arkansas. You mm-hmm. don't see that a lot late in the year where both teams have the same bye week. So. You are know, they going to pack it, it in, Danny? You know, are they going to exactly. pack it in and, and exactly. become a team be and us against the world? Or are they going to be like, are they, is Brian Harson going to be fired by that point? You know, they, I mean, they've already fired their AD. or re, He resigned, I should say. He resigned. Yeah. And I know how that story goes. I know what's coming next. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you look at their schedule by then. I mean, they will have played Penn State. 
LSU, Georgia, and Ole Miss. They could lose all four of those, you know what? Yeah. So I'm with you on Auburn. I will. I want to throw out a quick stat just because I took the time to look it up this morning, but I was curious about Kendall Browell's offense coming off of a bye week. Mm-hmm. 40, 40 points a game coming out of a bye. Is that right? Um, going back to 2015, so over the last, what, six, uh, seven seasons now. Um, yeah, 40 points a game. That, that was always impressive to me. So I like that going into Auburn. As our buddy Bobby Sutton would say, that's good information. Yeah, <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to the GOAT. Yeah, the Godfather, the Hogfather. Um, so let's switch you over to recruiting, Danny. And yep. um, it's a it's an important visit list. It's a two thirty game. Who all's coming to town that we should be really aware of? Yeah, quite a few of your uh, commitments are coming in. Arkansas's commitments, I should say. Uh, got one official visitor that we're aware of, and we need to we need to touch on this one because it's Davion blowing up, isn't he? Man, through two games, uh, threw it out on Twitter the other day, but in two games, he's got 11 catches, 467 yards, five touchdowns, and he's averaging over 42 yards per catch. That's a pretty good start to the season. But, you know, um, interesting deal with uh, Davion. He he was offered in May. He got up here for an unofficial in June, and uh, so he's yet to be able to take his official, he committed on July 13th, mm-hmm. one of four guys who has yet to take his official on the committed list. So um, he's the only one I'm aware of so far. But then from there, you look at a lot of committed guys coming in unofficially. I think they all kind of made plans several months ago to be here for the opener. The 230 kick sure helps them in that aspect. So good for them. I think South Carolina the following week, I know we're all in on week one, but that one's shaping up to be a pretty good one. I do want to mention a couple of unofficials of note for um, Saturday, a couple of in-state 2024 guys, you know, Walker White, we've talked about him so much, Um, a big-time four-star quarterback out of Little Rock Christian, and then Charlie Collins, 2024 four-star out of Little Rock Mills defensive lineman. So a couple of big-time in-state guys there, always good to get them on campus early, and and, uh, both those guys were here in June, so pretty quick turnaround, you know, Mm -hmm. considering the uh, summer-long dead period we're up against nowadays. Yeah, I hear you. All right, Danny, we're going to cut you loose. We had you for 10 minutes. Back show, I get it. We got practice. We got practice in an hour, basically. Sure. So, uh, I got to get Andrew Ellis in here and then get off to practice. See what we see. I could have talked to you forever, Trey. I'm I miss oh, talking to you on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to All have right, you buddy. on, Danny. All right, brother. Yeah, man. All right, see you. Right. Everybody, that's Danny West. He brought liquor today to the party. You know, Danny was going to bring liquor to the party. All right, we're going to hop over with my guy Andrew Ellis now. For those of you who aren't familiar with Andrew. Andrew has been with us for just over a year now and uh, started out with an, as an intern. And when you find good people, you want to keep them. And uh, when his internship was up, we decided to hold on to Andrew Ellis. So he uh, does a great job covering Razorback football, basketball, baseball. Uh, even does helps with recruiting. Just does a little bit of everything for us and uh, has been a really nice addition to the team. So we're going we're gonna to see what Andrew Ellis thinks about this game coming up. Trey Biddy, what's up? What's up, Andrew? Glad to have you on. Um, just giving you a glowing introduction. And uh, <laughs> and uh, w- w- we're just going to jump right into this, Andrew. I mean, what do you th- – you went 9-3 and three on this season. But we're going we're gonna to talk about this game mostly. What, what do you see with this game? You've been to all the practices I've been to. You've, been all to, you've seen all the pre- press conferences. How are you feeling about this opener against Cincinnati? 
Well, Cincinnati game, you know, as with any season opener, I've changed my mind at least 20 times throughout the offseason and looked at it from every different kind of angle you can. And you kind of, some days you're feeling good, and then you see a stat and you're like, oh, maybe maybe they're better than I thought or maybe mm-hmm. whatever. But at the end of the day, I just, I think this is a, this is a good season opening challenge for Arkansas. This obviously is not a rice. This is not a cakewalk. This is this is you know not your typical week one opponent. But I also think it's a good opportunity for Arkansas to pick up a quality win, and I expect them to do just that. I just think that you know I think Arkansas's talent and physicality will win out, and that's not to say since he doesn't have plenty of talent or physicality. I mean, returning five star- starters on their offensive line, but. I just feel like Arkansas is going to be able to impose their will against Cincinnati's defensive front, and that's something they did to a lot of teams last year, and that's the thing I just can't keep. You know, I, anytime I thought about picking an upset or kind of trying to get creative here, I just think Arkansas is going to be able to run the ball whenever they want, however they want, whatever direction they want, and I just I really think that by the end of the game, that's what's going to win out, win out. and I think K.J. Jefferson is not going to get off to as slow a start as he did last year, and as you mentioned earlier, you know, maybe they'll clean up some penalty things and kind of come out sharper than they did last year. Andrew Ellis joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrew Ellis two four seven, and he is he, he. Andrew does a lot of things. Uh, I mentioned some of the things he covers, but he also does you know video for us. So like if you're watching the highlight videos or or any of that stuff, and and handles a lot of that important stuff for us. Andrew, you kind of kumbaya the uh, wide receiver. Um, stat projections that you did in your article. Everybody's getting about 40 catches, about 500 yards, and anywhere from six to eight touchdowns, kind of. So you think you really think it's going to spread out that evenly? You think a guy's going to emerge between Matt Landers, Jaden Hazelwood, Warren Thompson, and I'll throw Trey Knox into the mix there too, the tight end. Well, we'll see how the, the numbers work out and the, the number of receptions where I do think that it's going to be split pretty evenly as far as the production each guy brings. But you look at a guy like Matt Landers, he could kind of – maybe be more of a deep threat that maybe might not have the catches, but I think I had him projected to have more yards there. So it might not be, you know, exactly like 40 receptions, 40 receptions, 40 receptions. But I think, you know, they have a good mix of talent and mix of different skill sets within their wide receiver group. And I think Hazelwood's a guy that I think is going to lead them, lead them in receptions. I think he's going to be that kind of possession guy that kind of moves the chains for them and might not take the top off of the defenses the way Warren Thompson and Matt Landers will. But I think, you know, from a production standpoint, I think they're each going to have their games. They're each going to have their moments. I'm sure Landers is going to have games where he's just four catches, 140 yards and has, you know, two big, you know, deep balls. But then I'm sure there's going to be games where Warren Thompson has huge games and I'm expecting him to take a nice step forward this year. I mean, I like everything I'm hearing about Warren Thompson in the off season and, I mean, you can just tell by the way Sam Pittman talks about him. They really believe in the steps he's taking. and But I do think it is going to be split pretty evenly, and I'm sure it'll go kind of game to game, which, you know, wasn't really the case last year. We, we kind of assumed who was going to lead Arkansas in receiving each week. So it'll be kind of interesting. I think it's honestly going to be kind of like Arkansas's rushing last year. I mean, you look at Arkansas's rushing last year, there was a pretty much a different guy leading them every week. There were mm-hmm. some weeks where it was Dominique for 20 carries, and sometimes Rocket would bust loose, and then, I think A.J. Green let him one eat one week, too. And I think it could be kind of like that with the receiving core. It'll kind of be game to game. Yeah, I think so. Um, you didn't have Keetron Jackson, so you didn't totally kumbaya everything. But Keetron could have a could have a similar impact where he has a game where he, he really stands out. I really think that Warren Thompson uh, is going to have a really big year. And, I mean, same for Matt. It's, it's hard to differentiate them, and I can understand why you kind of put some similar numbers on all these guys because – you hear something different every day about how well somebody is standing out, and 
Um, I, again, it's a good-looking group of wide receivers who are just not necessarily proven uh, on game day, aside from, you know, Hazelwood's had some some decent numbers and stuff. So how do you see the game playing out, Andrew? I know you gave your prediction, but uh, here we go ahead and do it on air. I can't remember what I went with the score with on the season predictions, but I was thinking about it today. I was like, I wonder if I could change my score. 31 20 win. Now on Friday, I'll change my mind again. But mm-hmm. I think that 31 to 20 is kind of about the range I see this going into. I think it'll probably be close. And, you know, I, I, I'm, it'll be interesting to see how Arkansas starts offensively. I feel like getting off the slow stars is just kind of a thing they did a lot last year. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how KJ, if they can set the tone early, maybe hit a deep ball to someone earlier. I remember last year he hit a deep ball to Tyson Morris that kind of broke the seal. It was kind of he was struggling, missing some throws, and then he hit a deep ball to Tyson Morris, and that kind of just settled everything for the Razorback offense. Mm-hmm. That moment came, I think it was after halftime last year. So if you're Arkansas, you're hoping that moment where you kind of can settle in and catch your breath comes earlier. But I do think Arkansas, at the end of the day, will kind of pull away. I'm not expecting a blowout by any means. But I do think Arkansas is probably going to be able to build up at least a little bit of a lead and kind of control the game on the ground from there. I think a big uh, moment will be K.J. Jefferson's first scramble action, you know, picking up yards, taking a hit, or stepping out of bounds. But just sometimes with a quarterback, especially a guy who's athletic, sometimes it takes a play like that to kind of not wake you up, but just kind of get the – I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but just kind of get you going. Um, sometimes it takes a, something like that to happen. But they definitely have to get off to a faster start than they did last year against Rice when they had 13 penalties for 117 yards um, and was were down 10-7 at halftime. Also fumbled the opening kickoff of that game. I've been trying to speak everything out loud so uh, so as to yeah. unjinx the jinx on any of that stuff. All right, Andrew, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, it's just it's game week. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to watch some actual football. You know, week week zero was fun, but it it didn't take long watching those week zero games to realize that these teams are not good teams, and this is not this is not the real deal. Yeah. You know, the real deal starts soon, and I'm excited to start talking about something real rather than just talking about a hypothetical idea of oh maybe this guy maybe this happens and maybe this does happen. You know, but I'm ready to really get into the games and kind of answer a lot of questions. And you know, there's a lot of continuity with this Arkansas team there are a few questions and a few things we still need to figure out and this weekend's gonna be a fun one yeah you got some some uh Thursday night games Friday night game too um so some things to look forward to a little bit before the actual game day gets here but should be a lot of fun Josh Pate's coming to town that's very exciting from uh late kick so we're excited to have Josh Pate coming to Fayetteville try to show him around show him a good time all right Andrew appreciate you man Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, everybody. That's Andrew Ellis again. You can follow Andrew at Andrew Ellis 247. Again, another guy bringing liquor to the party. So, plenty of liquor here at Hawk Sports, I guess, for game week. All right. Do we want to get to some questions? We're going to go over some questions real quick. i got to be honest with you. It's 301. I've got to be over there at practice at 4. And, you know, I'm not getting there at 4. I'm getting there 20 minutes early probably just in case they start without me. Where are we at, though? Let me find us. Where's the show? There we are. Okay. I hope the audio stuff got figured out today. The audio sync issue. I know that's annoying. and I've been working at it, so hopefully, fingers crossed. Cody L. James says, any update on Hazelwood injury? I mentioned that. It looks like he's going to practice today. I'm going to try to find some stuff because we just got a couple minutes here. Ready for the walk and talk? Yeah. 
We'll be doing the walk and talk. You can count on that. Zach Bonney says, I'm taking my son to the game, to a game this year in Arkansas. Either the LSU or Missouri game. Well, you're not going to be taking him to the Missouri game, Zach. That's in that's in Columbia, Missouri. We live in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Took him to see them play Tennessee and Georgia last season. He wants to get to a game where everyone is, is a Razorback. Shout out to Maverick Bonning, Bonning, Bonine. Um, okay, so you're obviously not going to the Missouri game because that's in Columbia. So we'll see you in town for LSU. Benjamin Young says, how do you feel about our pass rush this year? Unknown. I mean, I think that they're going to put – uh, Drew Sanders in a lot of positions to to get to the quarterback. But if you're running a three-man front mostly, then you're not going to get a lot of sacks this year. They were second in the SEC last year. They'd do that again this year. Probably be second to last again. Uh, so uh, We got a Honduras follower. Ever Garcia. Appreciate you, Ever. Lane Montgomery said, I've made way too many comments on Alabama sites not, <laughs> not to show up undefeated on October 1st and play for the West. It's possible. they got to get past Texas A&M, got to get past Cincinnati, got to get past South Carolina. I mean, that's got to get past Missouri State. Like, people can overlook Missouri State. I mean, they were in the FCF playoffs that year. I know everybody's like, big deal. But, I mean, they played Oklahoma State very close in their opener last year. Very close. Like, within a score. And Oklahoma State went on to win 11 games that year, almost won the Big 12. Another person ready for the walk and talk. We got to do the live show first. All right, where do we want to go? Uh, Corey Atkins says, talking about Cole Kelly and Ty Story. Why do we – Evan Baker says, why do we consistently have the toughest schedule? I know we're in the West, but even the non-conference games are very tough. Well, it's just scheduling. I mean, let's talk to Jeff Long, I guess, on that. I, I'm fine with the schedule. I, aside from I cannot understand why you'd want to play BYU week eight right before your bye, right after you play Texas A&M, Alabama, Mississippi State. Who, who scheduled that? That's a terrible spot on the schedule to play BYU. That's a terrible spot. I picked Arkansas to win that game, but I mean that's not the that's not the game you want right there. Travis Frey says, "What's the most number of wins we could win without being surprised, and what's the least? Seven, and I mean I think if you won eleven games, that'd be pretty surprising." I mean, I think this is a really good team. You'd have to have the ball bounce your way. But I think if they won seven games, I would be surprised that they didn't win more. Shane Easton says, where does Rocket Sanders rank among SEC running backs? That's a tough one. I don't know. We'll see. That's a tough one. How much of an edge does a fresh Dominic Johnson give us give in the Alabama and possibly A&M game? I guess it just depends on when he comes back. I think he'll be back given a decent number of carries and opportunities in the South Carolina game. I really do. William Swint says, where does Hornsby figure into the receiving core? Package type stuff. Bringing him in, jet sweeps, end around, reverses, double passes, 
running regular routes, coming in, shifting over to quarterback, taking what technically would be a direct snap in a wildcat type of situation, but and also just throwing the ball. I think you'll see I think you'll see them do maybe a little bit more than they're letting on with Hornsby because he is so fast. They've kind of pushed that to the back burner like it's you know, the wide receivers look so good. We don't, you know, we don't really need Hornsby that much. Um, I think maybe that's true to some degree, but I also think that um, you'll still see him quite a bit. All right, before we get out of here, if you haven't left us a, left us a, if you haven't, see, I get to that point. If you haven't left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please do so right now. Just leave the five stars, and if you, you know, as the rating, if you want to leave a review, that would be really nice too. It lets other people know what to what to expect from the show, and uh, maybe we'll read some of those out if some people get pretty creative with uh, with the reviews. So, um, be sure to give us a thumbs up or a like on uh, Facebook, on uh, YouTube. Subscribe to those channels, follow those channels, hit the notification bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. And uh, leave us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. All right, everybody. We'll be back with you guys on Thursday, 11, 11.30-ish, somewhere around there. Sometimes it takes a different time to get the show set up. I have to test the audio now to make sure it syncs up right, all that kind of stuff. So 11, 11.30 on Thursday, we'll be back with our primer for the show. And uh, we'll go a little more in-depth with what to expect with Arkansas and Cincinnati. All right. And then, of course, the walk and talk on Saturday. All right, everybody, until then, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.